Hello, and welcome to the Christ Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Matthew Best. I serve as pastor of Christ Lutheran Church in Allison Hill in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being here. If today's message connects with you and what you're going through, brings you inspiration, or offers connection with God, I ask you to please stay on after the message for just a few moments to learn ways to connect with the congregation and the health ministries that we offer. And now, let's dive into God's Word. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and that is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It's not fair. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you, for you, be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. What do you think about that reading? What a doozy, huh? This is the week that all of my colleagues are saying, thanks, Jesus. You made that one really easy, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we've got Jesus cracking a, a potty joke in the first, first part and then calling a woman a dog. Whew. In the Bible study, I asked people, what did you think about this reading? And, and Duanna said, ugh. I'm like, yeah, that's about the best summary there is for this. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk about, so one thing you'll learn about me is I do not shy away from the difficult passages. I want to deal with them, not because I know everything, but because they're there and we need to deal with these things. There's not nice, simple, easy answers. I'm offering a perspective on this, but these are hard because life is hard and it's messy 
right? And, and so we got to deal with some of this stuff. So let's talk a little bit about contrast. And really, it's the, the, the foundation of this is who belongs at the table? That's really the question we can think about, right? So you've got fun contrasts or debates, right? You've got the mountains or the beach, which would you rather go to? I mean, that's a fun one that everybody gets their opinions on, on those things. We've got uh, decaf or caffeine. I know that's a big one. I don't drink coffee, so neither. It's <laughs> my answer, right? And then you've got sports rivalries. What are some of the sports rivalries that we, that we hold here? What, what do you got? Eagles and Steelers, okay. Hockey. Hockey ones, yeah. College football, if anybody watches that, that's getting ready to start. There's a bunch of other ones, right? Um, those are fun, right, generally. Um, they're fun. So those are kind of uh, easy, simple contrasts, right? And then, then we get more serious kind of debates and contrasts, right? Things that actually have an impact on people's lives. So even in the church, right? The church, oh, church has had debates and struggles for a long time, and that will never change, right? You got a whole denomination that's splitting itself apart right now over some of this. Uh, so you've got it, traditionally you've had a debate over open communion versus closed communion. Who can receive communion is really the answer. Is it have to be a member of the church in this denomination, or do we practice radical hospitality? Um, that's mine. So you know, <laughs> it, because it's not my it's not my sacrament. It's it's Jesus' sacrament. So I, if if someone's coming up, they're going to receive because the Spirit has moved them. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that. That's not what this one's about. <laughs> but to give you a sense of that, right? And then you have other things like who can get married, who can be ordained. There's all sorts of things about that go along with that, right? And then you go out from the church into society. We, we're hearing these debates right now. Which books are acceptable? Should there be book bans or not? All this type of stuff, right? Um, what part of history can be taught and what exactly is taught about it? Um, and then you have who can receive medical care and what's considered acceptable? Holy cow. Whew. That's just the quick version, but I'm like, it's exhausting just even thinking about this and how divisive these things are, but how they impact people's lives. These are serious things that impact it, right? And then we even go deeper to the level of identity. And this is often where we end up with us and them. Not that these other things aren't also getting into that as well, but you, you have Who's considered an American? Who's considered an actual Christian? Oof. Wow. You recently, um, I'm sure in the last couple of weeks, you've heard about, maybe you, you haven't, uh, about this controversy about the, there's a song, Try This, Try That in a Small Town. There's a lot of us and them that ends up in this, um, setting people against each other. Type of, type of thing. I remember uh, I was representing LAMPA, which is the Lutheran Advocacy Ministry in Pennsylvania. I'm on the policy council, and a church was talking about their connection to the larger church. 
great, I was available, I went. And uh, it was an interesting experience. It's a Lutheran congregation. And, uh, and there were folks that saw things a bit differently and uh, kept using us and them language. And I, I, at one point I just interrupted the person who was saying this, saying, this is in the church, there's no us or them. And they didn't agree with that. So I was like, well, am I, am I a them to you? I don't know. I mean, it's just so, these, are, these get really complicated, right? I give you all that because we, we kind of need that as a foundation of going into this gospel reading. It is a difficult, difficult, difficult gospel reading by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of context and I'm gonna try and narrow this all down into something hopefully that you get good news out of. Because when you read that reading, it's confusing and it sounds terrible. And Jesus sounds like a jerk. Let's just be honest, <laughs> right? So what's the good news in this? Well, before we get to good news, let me give you a little bit of background. It's really important. So the Gospel of Matthew was written for Jewish Christians. It's written specific, it was, that was the audience it was intended to be delivered to, Jewish Christians. This was written probably in the 80s, not the 1980s, the 80s. <laughs> so the 80s are not long after the destruction of the temple, which happened in 70. AD by the Romans. They came through and they just slaughtered people and destroyed the temple. It's the second temple destroyed. And so the, so the Jewish community is trying to figure out, what do we do? Who are we? And the Christians are a part of this too, because there's still debate about, is Christianity just a sect of Judaism or is it something different? There's a whole lot of debate that's going on about this. And so Matthew, at the very beginning of Matthew, and this is how we know this is especially a Jewish-Christian uh, focus, is the genealogy of Jesus that's really important in Jewish tradition. And it starts with Jesus, who is a descendant of the son of David. David is really important in Judaism, right? So this is, that's, so there's kind of the big overall theme. So then when we get to this passage, and I would specifically want to deal with that second half, where Jesus has this interaction with this woman and the disciples. So Jesus is a rabbi, a Jewish religious leader. So we have to get out of what we expect Jesus to be. What do they expect? What did the hearers, the first hearers of Matthew's gospel, what would they expect? They're a Jewish Christian community. What would be considered normal to the culture? Right? We, got, we, got, we, got, we can't make the gospel about us. We got to dive into what's there. Jesus is a Jewish rabbi, and he acts in this passage as a Jewish rabbi would be expected to act. We may not like that, but... He's acting exactly how he would be expected. So the first thing that happens is what? What happens? What it, the first interaction with this woman, do you remember? 
He ignores her. Do you know why he ignores her? She wasn't important. Be more specific. She was a woman. She was a woman. Yes. And, and a foreigner, Canaanite. She would a rabbi would ignore a woman or a foreigner that would be expected. Jesus is writing this. Remember, it's really important to keep the audience in mind because things will turn. This is how Jesus does parables oftentimes, right? So that's the first thing. And then what happens? The disciples get in here. What do they, what do, they do? Remember? Send her away. And actually the translation is give her what she wants so that she can go away. She's being a nuisance. They still don't see the humanity in her. Give her what she wants is not really about healing. It's she's bothering us. Just give her something and have her go away, which again would be expected. She's a woman and a foreigner. But she persists. Right? And and so in here you have after that he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. His mission was to Israel initially. He's just stating that. But she came and she knelt before him. She can't be avoided now, right? And, and she, and if you go back, remember her first thing that she says is, Lord, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. Okay? And so then he ends up with this insult, comparing her to a dog, which there's debate about the interpretation about this. But in Jewish tradition, dogs wouldn't be in the house. But in Canaanite tradition, dogs would be welcome at the table. And it would be like a small dog, like a young, small dog, is what she's saying when she's saying, even the, even the dogs get the crumbs. So that kind of gives you a little bit of that. So. What's happening here is a variety of things. First of all, Jesus has been rejected in his own hometown. He's rejected by Israel. And here he is outside of Israel. And a woman who is a foreigner, who is not Jewish, calls out to him, Lord, son of David. She's recognizing who he is. When his own people are not. She's recognizing him as the king of Israel that is to come, and his own people are not. If you just go back a couple chapters, Jesus, it's literally, he's rejected in his own hometown, and he can't perform a miracle there because he doesn't have power because they don't accept him at all. Um, so, so she's acknowledging his place, and so she's also acknowledging her own, that you know, this is, this is the situation. And this insult is, is so very interesting. What happens is, Jesus says, uh, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And her answer is, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Whether we like to hear it or not, she is accepting her position culturally 
But instead of protesting it, she uses it. She challenges Jesus with his own metaphor to carry it out. <laughs> he, listen to what he said. It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. The dogs are still welcome at the table, Lord, and I'm only asking for a crumb, not the whole meal. So you're saying the dogs are at the table. Okay, you want to call me that, fine. But we're still welcome at the table. Who's welcome at the table? Is always the question. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still having a tough time with this passage. <laughs> it's difficult. It's tough. I don't like the fact that Jesus is insulting her. I mean, right? We have this expectation of Jesus as this loving healing all people and all this stuff, and then we get this. Honestly, I have no idea what to do with that. I'm giving you the context and all that so that when we get to, you know, there, there's a lot of ways that, there's a lot of folks who will try to spin this in a, in a variety of different ways, and I don't think that's really fair. And so we have to end up with, what's the good news in this? What's the good news in, in a passage that is really difficult? That because we're not in the same context and not the same culture, it's hard to understand and figure out and make sense of. What's the good news? When I read this, one thing that I end up thinking about, not just this, but especially the the, the passage, the, the paragraph that comes before this about you know, what's defiling is not what goes in, but what comes out. That's a debate about a focus on right and wrong. But it's no focus on the humanity. And, and even in, in what's going on with this interaction between the woman and, and Jesus and the disciples, it starts off with right and wrong and then he recognizes the humanity. Woman, you're, great is your faith. He's seeing the humanity in her and is, and is either moved by it or maybe he's trying to teach a lesson to the disciples because they keep rejecting people and maybe he was doing like a mirror type of thing. I don't know, whatever. But if our focus is on right and wrong, who's in, who's out, we lose sight of the humanity of the people around us. But if our focus is on seeing the humanity in the image of God, then things change. So who belongs at the, at the table? That's the biggest question, right? When I was uh, serving as pastor at St. Stephen, we did a lot of ministry with those experiencing homelessness at the truck stop um, down on the Miracle Mile. Uh, and we started that because of conversations with a gentleman who was staying at the pavilion, uh, who I knew 
from before that, and he opened my eyes to the reality of homelessness at the truck stops. People live in their cars at truck stops because there's food, there's showers, and there's laundry, and it's a warm place in the middle of winter. People can stay inside for up to 24 hours before they get kicked out, and then they just go to another truck stop. And, uh, and so we finally uh, went over, had a conversation with the management there. Of course, they're not trained in dealing with us. And we said, we'd like to come over a couple times a month just to be with people, do some laundry with them, make sure they can get a shower, provide some food. So we started doing this twice, twice a month. And, uh, and it grew. And uh, it was incredible. So doing, doing uh, laundry with people, making sure that cleanliness is a big challenge, right? And then we would take people over to Denny's because it was there at the, at the truck stop. And uh, we would have upwards of 30 people in the back of Denny's and we set up tables along. So it was like, you know, like the, the famous uh, Last Supper scene, except we were on both sides of the table. And this would be all across the whole back of Denny's, and we would have a meal, and we started doing uh, like a dinner church with folks right there in Denny's. Didn't matter who else heard us. And we had a variety of folks. We had truckers who were just passing through, and we had people who were living in their cars. We had people who were in wheelchairs, and we had families who were raising children out of their vehicle. We have people with mental challenges and people who had high degrees and something happened in their life and this is what happened. We had church members, we had other friends. And I just remember this one time being there, 30 people taking up the whole back of Denny's, it's incredible. And here we are eating this meal together we had gone through worship, and it just struck me. This is a foretaste of the feast to come. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it was that all were welcome at the table, regardless of who they were, what was going on in their life, what they believed. All were welcome. They had been called names. They'd been dismissed. But there we were, spending time together for just a moment, a sliver of time. We were all at the table, spending time together, being in one another's company, and experiencing the goodness of God, experiencing the grace and the blessing of God. And it was incredibly healing, not just for the people who came because they needed a meal. I needed healing. I needed to be there. And so I got to experience that as well, of what it means to be at the table. That's how I read this gospel lesson today, is who's at the table. It doesn't matter if it's the children or the dogs or whatever, they're all at the table and Jesus recognizes that, whether we, it sounds insulting or whatever, he recognizes that all these people are at the table. They come with all of their things, and yet they're fed.
whether it's a full meal or a crumb, it's still from God and it's going to be, it's going to be filling and healing. Who belongs at the table in our world? Who belongs in our everything, right? We all do. And that is good news. That is wonderful news. The best news we could ever have. Thanks be to God. Thank you again for listening to the Sermon Podcast. I'm always happy to have a conversation or pray with you. Please reach out either by email to pastor at ChristHarrisburg.org or call me at 717-236-8382. I'd also invite you to be part of worship on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. We're a very diverse, open, affirming, and laid-back congregation. Christ Lutheran Church is located at 124 South 13th Street in Harrisburg. Parking is along the street. You can enter the building through the side entrance on South 13th Street or at the corner of 13th and Thompson Streets. And lastly, check us out on the web. Our website is ChristHarrisburg.org. There you can learn more about and offer your support for the congregation as well as the health ministries and free clinics that we provide to people in need in our neighborhood. I invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram also at Christ Lutheran Harrisburg. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with you, and I pray that you have a blessed week.